If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Yeehaw! In today's episode, we answer fitness and health questions that are asked by our audience. In fact, the last question today was asked live by one of our listeners, so we answer those fitness questions. But the first half of the episode, in fact, the first 37 minutes, we have fun conversation. We talk about current events. We mention our sponsors. If you just want the hardcore fitness stuff, you can fast forward 37 minutes. If you like to be entertained and want to have a lot of fun and listen to Mind Pump the way it was meant to be listened to, Ooh, stay here. Start in the beginning. I'm going to give you a breakdown, though, of the whole episode. So we open up by talking about why the brain is the most important organ, according to the brain. Yeah. Of course. The brain uh, told us that. Then we talk about uh, Christmas gifts and stuff we're buying for people. Um, we talk about the UK vaccine warning for people who are getting the COVID vaccine who have uh, lots of allergies. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, I talk about a study that says that poor sleep um, leads to a 40% increase in heart disease risk. Uh, that led us to talking about blue light blocking glasses. Another study showed that Wearing those throughout the day when you're on your computer improves productivity and sleep. Now, if you're looking for a good pair of blue light blocking glasses, the company we like the most is Felix Gray. They're stylish and they're not orange or red, so they don't change the color of the whole room. Um, go to FelixGrayGlasses.com. That's F-E-L-X-I, excuse me, F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y, glasses.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code MindPump and get 5% off your entire order. Then we talk about Elon Musk leaving California. He's gone. Oh, man. Another one bites the dust. Sad. Then we talk about the worst Santa of all time made a kid cry, you jerk. How dare you? Uh, Adam talks about his dog eating the food off the floor. And then we talk about the value of eating organ meats. By the way, if you don't like eating liver uh, because you're normal, you can supplement uh, with organ complex from Paleo Valley. Oh, this is a goodness. This is a supplement made with heart, kidney, and liver. It gives you all the nutrients of those things, but it's in a capsule. By the way, Paleo Valley also makes amazing grass-fed meat sticks. And because you listen to Mind Pump, of course, you get a discount. Just go to paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O valley.com forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code MINDPUMP15, that's MINDPUMP15, and get 15% off. Then we got into answering the questions the first one, this person wants to know what our favorite ways are to improve cardiovascular fitness without interfering with muscle growth or strength. The next question, this person wants to know if there's neg any negative effects from eating too much protein at one sitting. The third question, this person wants to know if our wives are as equally interested in fitness. And so we talk about our personal lives a little bit there. Mm -hmm. And then the final question was a live caller. Daniel Lane calls in from the UK, wants to know how we, what the best way to do a assessment with a brand new client. He's a personal trainer. Great question. By the way, this month, we've done a new thing. We've never done this before. We put together three bundle packages for three different levels of fitness. Okay, so we have a bundle of MAPS workout programs, perfect for the beginner, somebody who's brand new to resistance training, or maybe somebody who's had a long break um, and getting back into it. The next bundle is a transformation bundle. It's called the body transformation bundle. This one's great for people who are intermediate. So you've been working out 
for six months, maybe a year. Um, you want to get a workout bundle that's going to suit you best. That's the body transformation bundle. Then the third bundle, that's for advanced people. You've been working out for at least a year or two consistently. You want intense workouts. You've got great recovery. You've got some pretty good goals. That's called the New Year Extreme Intensity Bundle. You can get all three bundles at mapsdecember.com. That's M-A-P-S, December.com. By the way, all the bundles are massively discounted. Go check them out. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. Oh, so stank in there. Oh, yeah. We have three winners this week. We have two from Apple Podcasts, one from Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are Christine Jarjor and Dr. Dr. Pangloss7171. And for Facebook, we have Marcos Rodriguez. All three of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. What organ do you think is the most important in your body? Like brain, heart. heart the you heart. think it's the heart? Of course. Without it, you're dead. Brain. Really? So if they had a fake, if you could Same you argument. you could get a fake heart and still live. Like if you lo- if you had any part of your body go bad. Uh, which one would you least want that to happen to? I mean, brain. It's obvious. Yeah. You know, so I, read, I was reading this article. This, yeah. <laughs> this guy wrote this great article about that, right? And he says, most people say that the brain is the most important. Or, you know, oh, you're and about he says, to school me right now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's, most it's, most it's, assholes would say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm glad you said that, Justin. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> you're Fell wrong. into my trap. That's actually yeah. not, that's yeah. not... No, no, So I would say the same thing, right? So I yeah. read this article. This guy read a, a hilarious article, and he says... You got to ask yourself what organ is telling you that. It's like your brain is telling you that your brain is the most important. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, Pre- preservation. He's uh, right. Uh, the brain just told me that. Anyway, I thought that was that's silly. I thought that was absolutely that's, hilarious. That's pretty good. Yeah. Good hey, stuff. so where are you guys? Where's everybody at with their Christmas shopping right now? Are we done yet? Is everybody caught up? I I'm still doing it. I still haven't got you guys gifts. Still, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably not going to get you guys anything though. Yeah, that's I got good. you guys gifts, but yeah, it's, yeah tiny, I got you. Some no, you didn't. Teeny yeah. tiny stuff. I got you. Something I did already, bro. We have Christmas together as a family. Yeah, we're actually going to you and your kids gifts. Come on. No, okay. you're not. Wow. Yeah. Don't buy you me get something. The kids, right? Yeah. I yeah. Done that Gosh yet. damn. I'm yeah. glad I made. I'm glad I made that joke. Yeah. Now you should feel guilty right. too. Yeah. You better get on. Yeah. Get on it, dude. Yeah. Wow. Just, <laughs> dude. Uh, so the, your families all do like Christmas lists and all that, and like like spread it out to everybody. Do I you think, get, like yeah. Secret yeah. Santa. And all we that we do stuff? the <clears throat> all adults exchange names. Everybody buys for kids. So if you're under 18 or you're in school still, so we will, yeah, we we, we, we all buy for college kids if they're going through college. So if you're in school, you get gifts wow. from everybody. That's a great deal, yeah. right? And if you're an adult, we exchange names. No, we in my family we buy gifts for our godchildren uh-huh. and our own kids, yeah. uh, but we don't buy them for other people's kids unless they're like a new baby or whatever. Mm. I'm sure my son's probably going to get a ton of presents from people. Yeah. Um, and then you just buy your spouse a gift. So there's this like recurring lame pattern within my family. Like, so we, we've been doing this, like exchanging people. Uh, and uh, dude, every time I, I, I get somebody now, they, they, they get lazier and lazier with what they're putting out there as part of their list. Now I'm just getting like Amazon card, uh, you know, and, and another gift card. And that's it. And it's like, okay, if we're just going to do that, here's just, I'll just throw it like a stack of cash on your face. <laughs> wow. It's just like, dude, grinch? it's so lazy. <laughs> on your face. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, like I, I don't know. I'm trying to break this cycle because it started out as like, well, I kind of like this because 
like how fun is it to just open up like a little stupid card? Like, yeah, that's, it's so lame. I know, like, but like, I, and it's happened. It's 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 like everybody's starting to just like reduce it down to this. Well, I can't all, think of what I want. All about shortcuts. Nobody can think of what they want. Katrina yeah. and I were getting into it last night about shortcuts. How funny is that? So we were yeah. t- we were so she just found out about the feature on iPhone that you know when you're when in a thread. How uh, you know you like thumbs up, thumbs down, you heart, haha, yeah, or reply to that thing. She just like has pieced this together, and mm-hmm. she's like, "This is you do this all the time. It's so stupid. It's so lazy." I'm like, "Wait a second, <laughs> okay, you sound just like the old lady who is making fun of somebody who's using LOL for laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use LOL all the time and OMG. I'm like, that's short. oh my god. There's still people out there that like write out laugh out loud. Yes, does, do she, does she write in cursive too? No, wow. but yeah. but I mean that was, I was like. Come on, that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, it's just everything's getting fat. She's like, you know, yeah. next thing is just emojis. I'm like, actually, a lot of people do that. A lot of people just use emoji to get across what they I'm, what they want. I'm one of those people that actually likes it when people want a gift card, Justin. You know why? Because I'm one of those lazy people. Get buying exactly, gifts. Lazy. Exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's admitting it. I yeah. get a little stressed <laughs> out. I'm like, oh my god, what do I get? Yeah, no, I, I used know. to like it. I guess now I I don't know. I it's been a recurring theme like so many years in a row that I'm like, why are we even doing this? You know, like I'll just buy shit that I want anyways. You know, and then I just started getting that kind of zone of like I just buy things for myself. I'm like, guy. this is annoying. You know, but but then I'm like, no, I got to change this because like I'm trying to like get back in the spirit of it and whatever. And it's like people enjoy actually watching you open something that's actually something yeah you yeah. know what i mean like let's let's see if we can get back to that so i've been challenging everybody like when they because there's been a few that put on the list and i was like oh that's the laziest you know and i was like talking shit and everybody whoa 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 like like you're saying like yeah. oh you grinch you know like, <laughs> no, you're the grinch you're, you're like thieving the spirit of the whole thing it is it is uh kind of funny though i don't remember what movie it was but there was like some celebration in the movie and then one guy gave one guy like 100 bucks and then the other guy gave him 100 bucks uh-huh. so it was like the same. Yeah, exactly. So kind it's of so lame. Yeah, it's like here's your twenty dollar gift card to Amazon. Oh, thanks for my twenty dollar gift. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Justin. Just be thoughtful. Now man. I have a question for you guys because you guys both have older kids. Um, how do you decide how many presents or how much money you spend? How, what's the what's the what's do you have rules that you give yourself or do you just get what you think you want? Whichever wanna... kid I like more, yeah. we'll get more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You're at least weighed out. Like yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, you, know, you use that. Right? Yeah. Like, I see. Should have had a better Santa year. Should have uh, had a better year, yeah. huh? Yeah. You, you were Maybe an Santa didn't think you were doing a lot of good things this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You get socks. You get a PlayStation. Yeah. Ah. yeah. No. Um. I. So I think it's different from family. Family. So in Jessica's family they would get a lot of little gifts. So mm-hmm. she'd come downstairs or whatever for Christmas and then there'd be a bunch of things to unwrap. And part of, this is how she explains it to me. Part of the fun was unwrapping all these little gifts. So she's like 15 things that she could open or whatever. Mm-hmm. In my family, when I was a kid, when we'd come down for the Santa gift, it was one big gift and it wasn't wrapped. It was just there and we got it. And that was from Santa. Santa. Yeah. And so that's that's how I've done it with my kids so my kids will come downstairs or whatever and then there's their one gift and the real truth is you're just lazy you don't want to wrap the present no i i asked my mom <laughs> i asked my mom about that and she said i thought it would be weird that santa would wrap a gift you he's got I mean? elves that do that yeah of course but he would just, wrap it. i don't know one yeah. time she left she fucked up a little bit one time because 
the label, the price label was like half ripped off. And I'm like, why was there a, a label on this? Oh, I do a terrible job rapping, you know, but I'll still like own it. It's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll rap like a big, sometimes I'll just like take, you, you do the old thing where you take like a weird object and then you like wrap it up, but you put the present on the inside. So it oh, totally yeah. throws them off. Yeah, so they have no Me and my brother would like, yeah, have competitions <laughs> with that and like try and you're like, what the hell is this? You know, and then you open it and it's just something like totally normal. Yeah, you're now, like, you, like, I, like Russian dolls where it's like yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. boxes. Exactly. Yeah, now, how do you guys before. decide though? If uh, I mean, I would expect like you, right? You're you have your son and your daughter. Your son is in high school, so I imagine he has things that he wants, like you know, the new PlayStation, right? Oh, like yeah. five hundred dollars, like expensive. Tech. And then you have a daughter who probably is into unicorns, and she probably wants a stuffed unicorn. She wants probably... a real unicorn. <laughs> oh, wow. you know how expensive those yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, crazy. Totally. So I mean, do you do you not go by a price amount? And you just say that's her biggest gift that she wanted, so we're going to get her. This is his biggest gift, and it doesn't matter that there's a two hundred dollar discrepancy. I kind of go by price, and five hundred dollars is just insane to me. I don't care how much money I make. A five hundred dollar gift for my kid is just, because I get them shit all year for stuff that they want, and mm-hmm. I think you start to set a precedent. You know, like whatever you start to get them when they're little, they start to expect more to more, more and more. So yeah. I don't know. I'm a little bit you know, funny with that. Well, it's an interesting conversation because this year it seems to me like it's a little different. Like we went a little bit overboard uh, just because we started like thinking of these things uh, that we're like, oh my God, they would use this outside and do so much cool stuff with their friends or like, so you start kind of justifying a lot of these things. I'm like, oh my God, we're like stacking all these up this year. Like they're getting a lot of stuff. Uh, but also too, it's just been, I, I guess it's just been hard, you know, like this for everybody, obviously, but you know, to, to have them to look forward to this and then have them use it outside. Mm-hmm. That was the sort of the focus with that. So I think I'm like, I'm fine with it. I, I do kind of try and limit the amount because it, it seems kind of ridiculous once you get past like a 200 mark or whatever like yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's pretty ridiculous. I got, I, I already gave Jessica her Christmas gift, but it wasn't because uh, I, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. That's, or wrapping again. Or wrapping, yeah, no. Um, I although know, I am, it seems to be a theme here. I am one of those guys, though. I, I'll buy a present and I just get so like, I want to give it to you right now. But that's not why I gave it to her. I gave it to her because of its value. So she uses the breast pump, and uh, they, you know, if you've ever seen a breast pump, I like how you're doing the hand motions. I know for this. it's yeah. boobs right here. Yeah. You you put it on. It's got the tubes, the big machine. You plug it in, and you're stuck. You're right. doing the breast pump, and you're stuck. Right. You're sitting there. It's doing its thing, yeah. and you can't you can't even hold the kid. Wait, wait, wait. Like a did factory. You, did you get like a, a portable breast pump as a gift for uh, your wife? Well, for I did. I one that that you put on <laughs> under your bra. <laughs> you guys don't understand, dude. Bro, I, this what do you mean I don't deal. understand? I'm around it all the time. That's literally like buying her a vacuum <laughs> or a fucking you uh, know what or like a pot. You say that. <laughs> you say that. She was so happy. Like this is this was a big Yay. deal for her. It's a big deal, dude. She's got this thing stuck to her. She can't do anything else. So I, I get I, it, bro. Yeah. I get it. It's yeah. hella hard, too, to cook without the you know, mobile factory. It's hard to toast uh, uh, bread without a hey, toaster, hey, too. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, we don't have a toaster. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of thought that, too, but she loved it. So fuck you. <laughs> I feel like right now it's just completely registering for you instead of you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, no, I did say that to her. I did say, oh, I felt like maybe you and she's like, no, this is she was yeah, It'd be so great if you accidentally switched the labels and one of the kids got it. You know, they're like, <laughs> No, what? <laughs> What's this? Santa. <laughs> Look, it sticks to my back. This is so weird. What is this? Yeah, uh, anyway. So you guys are done with your, your shopping? Yeah, we were done by Black Friday, man. Wow. Mm, I, wow. You know, and it's taking... I think when we first started this podcast, I think I'm. if those that have been listening since day one, I think I shared the first year that uh, Katrina and I started to really do that. Like, 
you know, we've been together 10 years. I think about year four or five, we started shopping on, uh, online a little more and a little more. I mean, just 10 years ago, though, it was still very popular and common to go to the groceries or go to the, go to the store and go shopping. That was yeah. a part of the experience, right? Oh, yeah. let's go. Sh- and we used to do that together, right? I hated it. And when we first met, I think I, I, think I was still doing the tradition where I would uh, uh, adopt a family and mm-hmm. stuff. So the whole like going and shopping, like it was a whole thing for me, right? Um, since then, you know, we started shopping more and more online. And I remember one year, like we just did all of it online. And I remember Katrina and I both going like, whoa, that was mm. amazing. And it was so easy because not only is it obvious because you don't have to go to the it store. Takes a lot of stress away. You also get it in a box. Yeah. You know, half the, half the hardest true. part about wrapping presents is actually finding a box for the presents to fit in mm-hmm. and get all that stuff. Like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it gets shipped to your house in a box. It's so easy to set it all up that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we knock it now, out. Now, did you guys ask for anything specifically? Me, personally? Yeah. yeah. What'd you ask for? Well, is it a secret? Yeah, it's a secret. What? Yeah, Why is it a secret? It's, no, it's not a secret. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just the, I, I just wanted, I wanted one of these, um, it was like a, a, a Super 73 it's like this, this almost like a moped bike, but it's like, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than it's like, you've seen them up in Tahoe. Like they have like these tough, like oh, the tires and it's like electric, yeah, electric bike. Oh. That's like a, it looks kind of like a, a cafe racer. Pretty sick, but yeah. they're out of stock. And of oh. course, like, yeah. So I'm like, well, cool. Just get a motorcycle then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had all this other like clothes and whatever stuff, you know, like that, uh, were sort of my backup plans and like. Uh, uh, yeah, but I want, I, I tried to get a BMX bike and all that and it, it just wasn't the right size. And so that was another one on the list for me is to try and do that. Cause I want to like, you know, start doing that with my kids and, and, and go on these pump tracks and get that become a thing. So mm. how about you, Adam? Uh, no, we don't really. So Katrina and I for Christmas, uh, maybe a couple Christmases I've done uh, a bunch of gifts for her. Like sometimes I'll, even though this is kind of our tradition, I'll still go do that. Cause I like to see her open stuff. Um, but we our, our kind of our tradition is that we we book a really nice trip for Christmas, not actually going on Christmas, but that for like like Christmas Day or before, like that will be our gift to each yeah. other. Is that that's weird to do right now though, right? Yeah, it is it a little is weird, uncertain. but we'll we'll probably book it for like next year, the end of next year, sometime, or get something that we could potentially you know uh, use later if we have to, or if it gets postponed, whatever. So. Yeah, that's kind of been our tradition is we just, we, on Christmas, we, we normally sit down and we go, okay, where do we want to go this year? And, you know, and that was, and as as far as gifts, like we buy that stuff for each other throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And I do, I go kind of big for birthdays, right? So her birthday, I normally, I feel like a birthday is like more of like a big thing. And Mm -hmm. so for the birthday, we normally kind of go all out. And then for Christmas, it's kind of like, because we're both getting something on the same day, we go, instead of like just exchanging a bunch of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that neither one of us really need. Like, I asked for a pair of uh, white Converse, you know, mm. because my they're like falling apart and do, I'm due for a new pair, which is like 40 bucks. Yeah, you, you totally yeah. are in need of shoes. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even because I need it. I just think it's like an easy gift for someone to get to yeah. me, right? If you want to get me something, like, I need that. Like, that's kind of how what I say is I like, I put, I think, she, so I, on my list, right? I had, um, I, and I normally let Katrina make it, right? So she normally makes my list of the things that she wants for the house, right? So sheets and like curtains and like pillowcases and, you know, the one thing that on there that I think that was mine was like my Converse, you know, that was mm-hmm. the one thing. But I, I used to be a huge Grinch about Christmas because of the expected aspect of it, the expected aspect of buying gifts. And I used to hate going to the mall and there's so many people and doing the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That, that always sucked. Yeah. But um, Jessica's such a, she's such a fan of Christmas, like the spirit of it and the whole thing. 
that I I'm I like it again. Did but, you start like uh, right after Thanksgiving with the Christmas music? Like, did that all? Is she like that much of a fan? Huge. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's we, been Courtney. Right. We have a new baby, so it's a little less now because obviously she's much more occupied. But she would she'll you know, the the soap containers, the towels, the I mean decorations, uh, you know, all over the place. Christmas cookies, Christmas music, like it's a big deal. Um, and she's she loves it, and so that's made me like the holiday. But I used to hate it. I used to hate it because of the whole, yeah. oh, I'm expected yeah. to. It doesn't mean anything. I'm expected to do it. You know? So you know me. I you know my history, right? I've talked about how I uh, the holidays are always rough for me or whatever. But I I like the whole leading up to Christmas. I really do. Even though like it's, it was always weird for me, like the receiving gift thing and all that mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the I like the the time of year. I like the cold weather, the yep. cold nights. And did you ever not get a gift for Christmas? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Should no, remember there. So part of like, I, I mean, what stands out to me the most, right? Of course, you always remember the bad memories. There was plenty of times I also got shit too, so don't yeah. feel fucking sorry for me. Um, but there was times for a birthday, like I would get like you know my aunt or my grandma or someone they would mail checks in hundred dollars, fifty dollars, whatever for my birthday, and I would have to give that money to my family to get food on the table oh. and pay bills. And you do that to a kid enough times and then I become resentful, right? So sure. I was a little shit back then and you know, selfishly it's my birthday or holiday and I want I want I want and enough times of not getting what you want or stuff being taken from you, you, you just become numb to it. And so as an adult I've now become numb to like the receiving thing. So I actually like I love giving. Like so that's why I did you know, adopt a family and I, I like mm-hmm. to get for people. What I struggle with is receiving. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, you know, ran 40 years of my life being very selfish. So if I want shit, I buy it. Like mm-hmm. if there's something I really want, I buy it. So I'm really hard to shop for. So you add in the fact I'm hard to shop for. And then on top of that, I'm I'm awful with my my response yeah. when you give it to me. You know? Well, this is going to be an interesting yeah. uh, Christmas because I think they're doing the restrictions again like they did for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, where they're telling people not to hang out with anybody because of COVID and all that stuff. So it's a, it's, a, it's going to be a yeah, kind of a weird people one. People are going to do what they're going to do. I think so. I yeah, think people are starting they to- can, They'll say whatever they want. Turn our podcast into a drinking game, right? Yeah. Every time we say COVID, they take shots. Really? Yeah, you'll be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still over-talking hey, about it. Hey, well, news. speaking of which, yeah. the the vaccine, I think, is approved in uh, in the UK already. They're already giving them out. But they're, they're putting out warnings for people with severe allergies uh, because people with severe allergies are not typically part of the trial. But we'll see. See, so far, so good. What ends up happening? Has it been? I, I thought I've heard, starting to hear news that it's not so good. No, that was just, there were a couple adverse effects from people who have severe allergies. So it must have caused some kind of immune response. And is that pretty common? I mean, I would imagine that's pretty common with all vaccines, right? If you not have everybody se- has a, a, a great experience with them, right? Usually if you're someone, so my sister's kids have severe food allergies and they're very careful with them with certain vaccines because of that, because the immune response can be so strong to a vaccine, because that's what a vaccine does, right? It stimulates an immune response, you build up immunity. And if you have this kind of hyperactive, uh, hypervigilant immune system, um, then it can kind of, it, it might cause problems. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, I got a sleep study for you guys, actually. I want to tell you guys about this. Mm. There was a recent study that came out that showed that uh, chronically poor or chronically poor sleep which they counted as six hours or less, so people who don't get at least seven or eight hours, increased heart disease risk by over 40%. 
Wow. Just that. And they did wow. controls too for all for everything else. Wow. So sleep on um, more reasons it's uh, so important. Sleep on its own um yeah. causes some pretty bad I mean it's huge. That's a yeah. huge jump. 40%. I feel that like such huge. an old man that we talk about that all the time but cuz <laughs> people need to hear it though. I you know. know like, I know because when we were I mean when you when you were 25 as a trainer did you ever talk about it? Well, how about this? No. How about this? Never. How Never. often did you train your clients and talk to them about That's this? That's what week? I mean. That's what I'm referring to. It's like when did, when uh, even training clients and helping them which most of them were obviously much older than I was when I was 25. Yeah. I was terrible. I yeah. just never talked about that. I just figured that, you know, they're going to get whatever sleep they get. And, you know, the, all the stuff about, well, I get calls in the middle of the night and I got to take care of this and that. And like, okay, that's your own, you know, like personal lifestyle, whatever. I would just try and like patch whatever I could like during the day, but not even consider the fact that, well, there there, there could be a better way to do this, actually maximize whatever I, sleep you can yeah. get. I honestly just, did, I really didn't think it made that big of a difference. Yeah. I really didn't. I, I was thought just, it. I thought it didn't, well, unless it was terrible. Right, right. Like obviously, like I know yeah, that someone right. who not sleeps for three days and is exercising, yes. like whatever. But like someone who's like chronically uh, not sleeping well, like by missing by you know, an hour or whatever, exactly. or getting up. I didn't think that was as crippling as it really is. Or else you certainly wouldn't see me wearing blue blockers at night. Like that is something I used to make fun of, dude. So the fact yeah. every time I put them on, I kind of laugh at myself a little bit because I was that guy that used to dude, mock. Even that on this shit. podcast, you could like go back and hear our evolution of like making fun of like the blue blocking glasses to now it's like oh my god like life changing yeah. like uh, for a lot of people another study came out about that too and showed that people who wear blue light blocking glasses uh, while they're working in front of their computer are more productive and get better sleep so it's another study that confirms that yeah. but i never i never ever and i feel so bad because sleep is up there with diet and exercise it's yeah. like it's like the core one of the core things well it's like one of the number one things i address now so if mm -hmm. i talk to somebody it's like I, i'm asking about sleep and movement diet all those things are the first things that i'm gonna i'm gonna cover with anybody you know what the problem is the problem is is that we do such a good job compensating <clears throat> for, for lack of sleep that yeah. we don't realize the right. impact it's having unless it's extreme like if you're totally missing sleep or you have insomnia, then it's a big problem. But if you're like, you know, oh, I, you know, I get six hours here and seven hours there, but I wake up a couple times in the night, then I drink coffee and whatever. Yeah, our and culture is is all based off stimulants now, mm -hmm. which is definitely masked that like natural signal that oh, maybe I should get try and get better sleep tonight. It's just like, well, this is just you know that was a crazy day. I'll just keep drinking coffee to make up for it. It wasn't until the very end of my career where I started talking about it a little bit, and then I remember seeing the huge results people got. Mm -hmm. They would fix their sleep and it was like I changed their diet. I'm like, holy cow, this makes kind of a big difference. It's a and huge it, difference. It, that was at the end of my career. That's like 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, all your other clients. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing to slap hey, ourselves hey, on. Hey, did you guys hear about Elon? No. Oh, moving to Texas. Yeah, he's out. Another one. I know, wow. dude. Another one's out. There's yeah. an exodus going on right now. <clears throat> uh, California. It doesn't mean anything though. Yes. What was the article that Jackie sent over about Gavin Newsom's company and the, all the loans? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you, oh, you guys didn't hear PPP that? PPP loans. Did you hear that, Doug? Three million. I saw the article, but I didn't read it yet. Oh, see, my buddy shared me shared something. <coughs> else. He shared a different article. I didn't get a chance to read Jackie's. I just saw it. And I was like, oh, I'd heard about this. But supposedly uh, a lot of his – he's uh, – what company is it? God, I'm, Doug, maybe look this up. Gavin Newsom's uh, company. It's a, a very popular name. So what was Elon uh, – what did he say was his reasons? Um, I don't know. I think it had to do – well, because you remember he had a battle with California about yeah. opening up his – so I think it's just – But I thought he won that and just kind of was still allowed to be open. Yeah. Um, you know, when people typically leave a state like California, it's due to – the number one thing they say is cost of living, right? Yeah. So they'll say it's just so expensive. It is very expensive. To live here. 
Then the second thing that they'll say is uh, the business, uh, it's not a business friendly state. So so a lot of entrepreneurs will leave because- Sure, fair, fair critiques. Yeah, it's very difficult to open up uh, a business here. And then now what's kind of coming up towards it is quality of life. Uh, people are complaining about things like homeless problem. Like for example, if you're in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. homeless population there is, uh, is massive. Yeah. Uh, but that's just another celebrity to leave uh, California to go to Texas- um, so it is. It is kind of interesting. I've always thought it was interesting that someone like that would be in California in the first place. Like again, you have a, a well, business. Dude, we're, California is physically it's beautiful. Its own, yeah, like economic powerhouse at one point. Like I don't know what it's at now, but it, it still is. Be, it's yeah, still yeah. like it's like what number five or number six as far yeah. as one of the one of the biggest economies in the in the world. In the world, yeah, in, in the, the world, exactly. yeah. And it's also physically pro- one of the most beautiful states. Period. You have some of those beautiful mountains and snow. You have the ocean uh, right there. That, that's what I hold on to, honestly, because I've I've lived in the Midwest, and no offense, the Midwest or anything, but like it's just I, I wasn't used to growing up in that like extreme shift of of seasons, and like you just it's so mild and temperate here, and like the you know coastal, and, and we don't have seasons. There's just a lot of things you you take mm. for granted here. We uh, don't have seasons. We don't. Mm, I yeah. mean, that's just it. If you live in the Bay or you live in L.A., or well, you have like really that. mild versions of it. I think I think what's the the San Diego, another place, right? The, well, that does no. Change average yeah. temperature 72 the whole entire <laughs> yeah, year, yeah, like that never just, changes anywhere there. else in the country. It's like you have the seasons, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't I don't know. I don't I guess I've never, I haven't lived an extended period of time. We lived in Colorado for a while. Yeah, you appreciate it, I think, if you grow up with it, but yeah. if you didn't, it's just like I yeah, think shoveling shell shock, shoveling snow every morning and, and going out in really yeah, cold it, weather that, that might get old. Well, it's still uh, not every morning either, it's a season. You do it for three, four months, you know, right. depending on where you're at. Obviously, some places might be five, six months, but most places it's a couple mo- few months that you would be shoveling snow. Well, I mean, look at this. You way. have all this. And by the way, if you live in a place like that, you have all the greatest, latest, greatest stuff yeah. to make it easier. Well, here's the thing that my dad yep. always says and that he appreciates is that, you know, you, there's parts of Cal- a lot of parts of California that you're a few hours away from the snow mm-hmm. and you're a few hours away from the beach. Yeah. So you have both and you're in. There's the lots same- of things to do all around you. Yeah. So that's I, what I love about it. I, you you got to you got to pull this up for me, Doug. You guys just reminded me of something. Speaking of like uh, living in different areas and snow, I, I was looking at these pictures from Australia, and it looks like snow. Oh, don't tell me the spiders. Yes. Oh my god. What? Listen to the. Okay, so Doug, look up a uh, spider season in Australia. Uh, webs on trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there's so many. Bro, webs, it, it looks, looks like snow. It looks like snow. I've seen. I this. think I've seen a video about this. This is a long time ago, though. Is this re- a recent one? Yeah. Well, it was just I can't. I don't even remember where it popped up. I didn't, and the only reason why I remember that is because what you guys are. Yeah. Talking they all about. like collectively make webs together, and it just like. And then they all hatch, and there's so many yeah, of them. So many. Dude, like it looks spooky to me. Like I, I couldn't imagine walking by the park and seeing something like that. Yeah, look at that! Doesn't that look like snow? Oh my god! Yeah, can you, can you imagine just someone just pushing you <laughs> in that field all over you? <laughs> <laughs> Spiders everywhere! Oh isn't, that, isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. We have nothing like that here. No. Yeah. Well, Ethan was going downstairs uh, the other night, and there was. Uh, a little like black spot at the end of the stairs and he thought it was like a piece of fuzz you know from the laundry or whatever and goes and like actually like picks it up and it just this and, and he freaks out and he's like ah 
ah, like super loud. And I thought like he got hurt and I run downstairs. He's like, ah, ah, this spider. And I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Like it's a spider. He's like, it's in my hand. And I look over it and it was this huge spider. Dude. I was like, whoa, it was, it was like huge. It was like one of those wolf spiders. He was holding it in his hand. He had it in his hand and then it like jumped out of his hand oh. and he freaked out. So I was like, I get it. I get why you gave the reaction you did. Yeah. That freaked me out. You get a, you get a pass. Yeah. yeah. You get a pass. Yeah. That's the, uh, there's, I think there's like an innate fear of spiders or, and, but then there's a lot of learned, you know, part of it. Right. Yeah. Cause like, I don't like even little ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you guys see, uh, louder, for, uh, louder with Crowder's post, uh, yesterday? Oh, is this about the Santa? No. Yes. Uh-uh. It was so good. So you didn't see the Santa, right? So there's this kid that, no. that asks, you know, they, they line up and they go on, they sit on Santa's lap and then they ask Santa. This is current, right? Kids all masked up. He's in it. Yeah. It just happened. Like and then, and then Santa's so, like, what do you want for Christmas? Uh huh. And the kids, what do you say? He wanted a Nerf gun? You no, know, he said, I want a gun first. And the Santa goes, no, no guns. And then the kid goes, a, a Nerf gun. And he goes, no, no Nerf gun either. And then the kid starts crying. What? Yeah, it gets down from the Santa and the mom takes so many leaves. Who's so, this a So Louder with Crowder finds out who this kid is and his parents are, gets all Santa dressed up and then calls the kid. Oh, it was such awesome. a, And he did a whole thing. Did like he, he give him like a bunch of- He didn't even, I mean, it, it was it was even better. Like he, it wasn't just about, obviously they're, I think they're sending him over like a ton of Nerf guns and stuff, but the the call, I mean, he he played like he was real Santa and the kid, you could see the kid oh. light up and like, and, and he- Oh, that's great. He, it was a very uh, classy way of kind of shitting on the other Santa, like just that, like he wasn't vetted properly and, and he apologized for him and everything. And then yeah. he, and he obviously collected some. Why you got to make it political? It's a kid asking uh, for well, a toy. It's, it's Nerf too. I wonder if Nerf is going to like, what, how they're going to react. Oh you know yeah, I mean? right. What as a as a response or whatever? Yeah, like, maybe yeah. they'll. Or the, I, mean, I mean, if they're well, smart as far as advertising, they'll the do top cool. the top ten list for Amazon has like three or four like Nerf products that are guns that are, that are in there as like the top selling. Dude. So it's like it's not like it's you know people are are, it's are, like are the, shying away from it's it. It's like the the Goya beans thing. Did you guys see that? too? Oh, that yeah. was hilarious. Uh, the, what's her name? Uh, Alexandria. Oh, they made, they made AOC uh, uh, the employee of the employee month of the because month. she said to boycott them, and they sold. I think their sales went up like a hundred. Thousand percent. percent. Yes, and crazy. crazy. They had like a record, <laughs> a little like bit a record of a, sales. A backlash. <laughs> no, you know what that reminds me of with the Santa? Do you guys remember um, a Christmas story? One of my favorite Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wants the BB gun. gun. Yeah, he'll shoot your eye out. And Santa says that to him. He's like, yeah. right. oh, devastated. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, those were my favorite gifts. I'm just straight up. I loved swords and I loved uh, play guns. Those are my absolute favorite. I don't thing. know what it is in the DNA, but boys, like, they, if they see a stick, they're gonna fight. You know, swords with sticks. If they see anything that resembles, it's just like they're playing. Oh. You know, and so like to 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 try and monitor that, I think is ridiculous. Do you think it's a learned behavior, or do you think it's in us? I oh, think it's boy. in us. I think it probably is a part of at this point. I mean, I'm sure it's existed for so long. It might be a part of who we it's are. It's like passed down somehow. I don't know. Yeah, you ever seen? Okay, I don't know. This is my personal experience, but you see boys play with Legos. What do they make with Legos? Yeah, guns and swords. guns and swords every yeah. time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. like we've been in so many battles and in, in wars, like. From the you know from the beginning of time, it's like it must. Have well, been that's what I'm at. I'm wondering down if it's something that they just they they naturally are drawn to or gravitate, or is it such a learned behavior by all of us that we? Because I'll, I'll be the first to admit too that you know my my son comes walking around the court, so he has like an area where uh, Katrina lets him get in with all the Tupperware and like the plastic ladles and things like that. And he'll have two of them, and then it's my natural thing to to play. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he comes walking over, and I I start hitting it like a sword. You know what I'm saying? So is it sure. my fault? Did he was he was he? Would he yeah. never done that? 
that, or is it now because Dad did that right away, and now it's a thing? Yeah, because right? you yeah, could be TV like TV shows. Yeah, it could yeah. pretend like we're uh, cooking. Yeah, cooking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so and you turned it into a weapon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's so, a good point. I, that's what I'm asking. I'm you. sure. It's, yeah, both. Yeah, right? and I'm sure yeah. you did the same thing too. Of course. To, to probably the first time your kid picked up a stick, you probably did it. Did the lightsabers with them for sure? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Totally. Yeah, that's oh, true. I, I, yeah, I exposed them to Star Wars real early. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, um, Nerf has some pretty incredible guns. Uh, they're so fun. They've got like Gatling ones with like like chains. Of we have like thirty of them. Dude. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, because it's so fun. Because we have a property where it's like you can hide behind trees and stuff. And so I've actually like placed uh, ammo around different trees. So the kids that come over, they love it. They just put on goggles and then they go, you know, ham with it, and then they have a good time. Do you guys remember? They don't. I don't know if they make these anymore. But do you remember the guns when we were kids? The play guns that shot the discs. Yeah, yeah. The, the little, plastic little, discs, uh, little foam discs. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. They weren't. The original ones weren't foam. They were hard plastic. Uh, and you could, I mean, you you feel them a little bit. That's what yeah, made them fun. Well, yeah. those airsoft ones, yeah, you could. Those, those got like real crazy. Oh yeah, no, I never did the airsoft. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they have like, told you they have, like leagues for that and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's like when all those first serious. came out. It was bad news for me when I'd come back. From I got a couple cool ones actually somewhere in my garage. Yeah, have you seen the video? There's this one guy that goes to these airsoft tournaments, and I guess they're legit. People wear armor, and if you get hit, it hurts, mm-hmm. and headshots are not allowed. And so this guy films himself. And he's narrating it. You can watch this YouTube channel, and he snipes people and he shoots them in the like in the ear, and he and he laughs, and then they're looking around for him. It's terrible but hilarious because oh, oh yeah. the guy you see these guys perching up there waiting, and then they they get hit in the face, and he comes down, he starts laughing. <laughs> it's terrible, <laughs> but, but it's also funny. I got something that funny that happened yesterday. Did you guys? Uh, so yesterday Katrina came in here, right? You guys saw Katrina come in with Max, and have you guys met the the new nanny at Rosa? Yeah, yeah. Met, uh-huh. okay. So you guys met her, right? So she's new, right? So she's still kind of like filling us out, the family out. It's like that, you know, we're on like month one right now still, yeah, right? She saw your search history. Yeah. yeah, yeah almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Almost, so, yeah. Right, so we're like learning all that. And, <laughs> and couple has sex with Nanny yeah. <laughs> videos. <laughs> no, we did not, right? So she, uh, yesterday, before they're heading over here, Katrina's c- carrying Max and uh, she's carrying Max's breakfast. So, we, you know, he's got his uh, pancakes and his banana and she's got it on a little plate. And I guess Katrina says she walks out the door and um, she, instead of saying anything, she she stops to go to the bathroom and 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 their you know our downstairs floor right before mm-hmm. you walk out the house, and you know uh, instead of bringing the the food into the restroom, she politely sets it down uh, on the floor outside the the uh, outside the bathroom. And Katrina is like a few minutes went by and she hadn't walked out the door. So she opened the back the door to see and she goes, she sees that the lights on the bathroom and she looks down and Bentley is just destroying. Just oh, of course. Yeah. 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 And she, and the, and it, in her defense, she was like, Oh my God, he was upstairs asleep. I'm like, yeah, if yeah, like in our food, so we don't, <laughs> and, and here's the, here's like the rule in our house. Like we do not feed the dogs off the table. They don't eat human food at all, but anything that's, Goes on the floor, or if it's if we set it down, you have like, to accept and, that they're going to eat. It. Yeah, that's their that's their territory, right? Uh-huh. So we don't like no one feeds them off the table. They're not used to doing that. But if we put something down there, it's for them. And so, and Bentley's just got like radar like that. He was upstairs sleeping on the couch, like out, <laughs> and she sets that down <laughs> for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. and then whoosh, down it's there, like it was, pin drop. Yeah. Well, I know when we're eating in here, if your dog will be sound asleep, and then next thing I know, he's standing right in front of me, looking at me. Yeah, he's waiting for crumbs. Yeah, to fall. waiting for something. 
to come on the floor. That's he it. loves Justin for that reason. Yeah. Justin, so he drops he food all the time. Up, yeah, yeah, he's so, full after yeah. hanging out with <laughs> Justin. <laughs> he gets a full meal from my crumbs. <laughs> That's totally funny. Yeah. Do you feed your dogs? I know you have like a special diet. Do you give them uh, like organ meats or anything I, like that to give them more? You know what? Okay, so I don't. And I was, I'm was. i glad you brought this up. I was going to ask you, right? So um, I didn't even know this till the just literally. This is funny. My sister reached out to me about this the day before. I just started consistently using the Paleo Valley organ. Um, I didn't even know that they had so organ I'm, complex. Yes, yeah. I didn't know they had that. And, and I know we were talking to another company for a while that we were potentially going to do business with. Uh, and I know I should remember because I think Shauna did bring it up. I think you've even brought it up, but this just shows I you. use their organ complex. Yeah, I don't all pay time. attention to you that often, right? So, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in our I'm in our closet and I he see it. He filters us all. The time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I start I, I start using them, but then it got me thinking because um, 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 Bentley's got all kinds of stuff going on with his hair and his eyes right now. He's getting old. And I was going to ask you uh, what your thoughts were on uh, of me feeding that type of stuff to the dogs. Do oh, you fine. know? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, all it is is it's it's freeze dried uh, organ meats. I think it's heart, liver, and kidney. Um, and you can totally do that. You and open, do you, you have can open a, the cans, capsules and put in his dog? Okay, food. so now that's for my dogs. Okay, that's one of the questions I had. And then for me, so the the, the back says four pills that I'm supposed to take. Do you have an idea what that is equivalent to? Of like, if I was going to eat it in Whole Foods, because I don't get very small serving. So here's the thing with organ meats. They're so nutrient dense, right? So like mm-hmm. I like uh, like liver. Like let's say you ate uh, chicken liver and you're eating it because it's got the iron and the vitamin A and all that stuff. Um, if you ate uh, a couple chicken livers every day uh, in a relatively short period of time, you may reach n- too high of levels of those kinds of nutrients. So organ meats are very – they're super nu- – it's, like it's like nature's natural – multivitamin. So you don't want to eat a ton of it all the time. You want to have maybe a little bit all the time or some and then go for so, a little while without it. Okay. So let's so let's do like a and I know this is a generic question, so do your best to not you I know we can't be completely specific, right? But let's uh take me through a, a couple weeks of eating and I, I consistently don't have any uh liver at all, right? So I don't have or any organ meats. So I so I'm supplementing every day with these pills. Now let's say it's a good week. I go buy it. I buy it and I'm gonna include right. I'm gonna include it in at least three meals this week. I'm gonna include it. Do do I take off ju- the just those days uh, of eating it from the pills, or do you think that's if enough? You ate, if you ate uh, a couple ounces of okay, this is very individual, right? Depends I know that's why the, I, you got to understand. I get that, right? Depends on the nutrient deficiencies and, and the person, but if you ate like a couple ounces of organ meats once uh, or twice a week, you would never. That's it. That would be enough. Okay. You wouldn't mm-hmm. need to supplement or anything like that. The problem with organ meats is that people don't know how to cook it, and even when you do cook it, it tastes. It doesn't taste like a steak, right? Yeah, it's different. You so, eat heart or kidney or liver, people just don't like the flavor. So I treat it similar, the same way that I treat um, my omega-3s, like with fish. Oh, so if you have fish, you don't take Yeah, them. so if I eat fish at least two times to three times in the week, I don't mess. I don't worry about omegas. If I realize that I haven't had fish for an entire week or two in a row, I get back to taking my omegas on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Is that similar, you think? I would. And so, again, for for, for people who don't eat organ meats, they would they may see some value. You know what's funny? Uh, back in the day, bodybuilders- they, I know. That was one of the number one supplements. That w- desiccated liver tablets was huge, um, and they would supplement them by the handful. Um, Vince Garanda was a big uh, fan, for example, of doing that. And, I mean, actually, all the bodybuilders of the 50s and 60s, they would take uh, handfuls of desiccated liver in between- their meals. Now, remember, this is before multivitamins. This is before 
uh, most supplements, but they swore by them. Mm-hmm. Until this day, desiccated liver tablets are uh, you know kind of popular among some bodybuilders. Um, now you see these types of supplements are popular with like wellness professionals, um, and really it's just the the bioavailability of the nutrients in them. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're going to utilize typically more of the B vitamins and the iron and the A and the you know the 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 CoQ10 for example like heart is very high in coenzyme Q10 is very important for the heart. Yeah. Um you're going to get you, you know there is some evidence that suggests that you'll it's more bioavailable if you eat it in heart versus if you take a pill that has it, which I believe that to be true with most food. I think mm, that's mm-hmm. You're probably better off eating fish than you would be taking fish oil, for example. Right. In my opinion. Right. I mean, to me, that's always a goal. The goal mm-hmm. is always to get it through Whole Foods. The reality of it is, I don't always have perfect weeks where I eat all the fish like that. I rarely do get organ meats, and so if I'm going to supplement it, I'm going to do it daily unless I get it two or three times in the week. If I get it two, three times a week, then I'm not going to worry about it. That's how I'm going to treat it. Yeah, but um, I mean, I tell you, if you're really into fitness um, and you're you're working out and your diet's really good. And you want to, add, and I say really good because there's other important things to look at, right? First, but let's say everything's really good, and you want to just, you want to really see what you could do with your diet. Try throwing in a few ounces of organ meat once a week or so, um, and then see see how you feel. And most people, women in particular, really mm-hmm. um, gain a lot of benefit, and it, it, I think it has to do with the fact that they they lose blood once a month. Um, when you have the meat liver, you know, my clients, when I've had the meat liver, uh, you know, one ounce, two ounces a week, like a small amount, mm-hmm. all of them came back with, uh, with great results. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Pat of Blanc. What are your favorite ways to improve cardiovascular health and capacity without interfering with muscle growth? Okay, so first, let's be real clear. Um, I, you know, if you want to maximize muscle growth, some cardiovascular help will help with that. So there's, there's, I don't want people going the opposite direction and think I do no cardio because I want to build the most muscle. Cardiovascular capacity and health will contribute to muscle growth for most people um, as well. That's true, but I also want to challenge that a little bit too, though. It, well, I mean, uh, it, it all depends on the context, right? Because if somebody is also struggling with not eating enough food and they're a hard gainer, then any sort of extra activity is only going to make building muscle that much more difficult. Well, have you ever been in a situation um, where your cardiovascular capacity limited you from doing? 20 reps of squats. Yeah, or, and so I know that's the argument right. for how it can help. So yes. I don't, I'm not going to I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just saying context matters here because of course. if you have a, a kid who like I was, who was a hard gainer and struggled and the reason why I was such a hard gainer was one, I had poor programming, I didn't understand nutrition as well, and I just struggled with getting enough food. I couldn't quite I, and the very first thing that I did that showed the first like 10 pound gain for me was cut out basketball. And I loved it. And so, yeah, did my cardio suffer? Like, could I handle supersets the same way? And did, did I fatigue out probably a little bit in my training? Okay, maybe. But I also now was burning, you know, 400 less calories every single day, which meant I didn't have to eat 400 more calories, which is what I struggled with. So, I mean, 
I, I've seen all the research to show the benefits that it can have with building yeah. muscle, but you also have to take into consideration who I'm, who we're talking to mm. that could be always, asking. Yeah, right. always. I can agree with that. Um, I'll say this with cardio, the most anabolic form of cardio, the form of cardio that will, that is the most muscle preserving. And in some cases, muscle building is sprint. Yeah. Fast twitch. Yeah. Uh, hit. Uh, yeah. Type of exercise. And this is where I tend to kind of lean. Uh, and so I bring up, um, ways that I'll, I'll try and incorporate that. Usually I'm, I'm intermittently weaving in cardiovascular just to maintain a certain amount. So I feel like I'm in condition. I feel like I want to be able-bodied athletic. Uh, so it is an important aspect to be able to have some kind of, uh, an endurance. And, and again, to, to, to Sal's point, having like a 20 rep change, uh, is really exhausting. The fatigue sets in, like it will contribute and help, uh, in that arena, which also like builds you muscle, uh, from that perspective, but to, to keep it kind of fast twitch and, and not extend the time length, uh, with that, I think is, is definitely an advantage to preserve muscle. Yeah years ago so i was like you adam a hard gainer um skinny fast metabolism but i had gone so extreme with the anti-cardio yeah that um my cardiovascular fitness was wasn't very good and i remember and i didn't really realize it right i just i was like no cardio right. burn no extra calories then i had this trainer that worked for me this was back when i was an assistant man so i was probably 18 or i was 19 maybe and i had this trainer that worked for me i was at saratoga the 24 that uh, up in saratoga and he was really lean and I was relatively lean, but not lean as him. And so I said, you know, hey, uh, you know, I want to get lean. What do you do? And he says, well, I do a little bit of cardio. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you lose muscle? And he goes, don't do too much or whatever, but it'll help you get lean. So he convinced me to do some cardio. Now, my cardio consisted of getting on elliptical for 20 minutes, you know, a few days a week. So it wasn't a ton of cardio. I actually built more muscle when I did that. Now, it wasn't the cardio that directly built more muscle, but I noticed in my workouts right. – that I was able to do, you know, uh, more sets. I was able to do more reps and things like squats and pull-ups and deadlifts and supersets. In my case, the lack of cardiovascular fitness was actually taking away from my ability to, to build muscle. So I, yeah. I went to this exact same thing too, right? And the, the way I actually solved it was improving my mile time. Um, because if I was able to, to keep my mile under eight minutes, there was no weight training uh, set that was going to gas me more than that. Yeah. Mm. So, it, it, and if I if my mile time was over eight minutes, I wasn't as in good of in, I didn't have as good of endurance enough to power through some of these exhausting sets that you're talking about. Like fifteen sets of squats, four or five <laughs> sets is exhausting if you have no cardiovascular endurance, hundred yeah. percent. But if you can run under an eight minute mile uh, pretty consistently. Being able to do that is tremendously uh, easier. Then it's mostly muscle fatigue that yes. will, that'll limit you. Exactly. Which yeah. whatever then, right? So, and what I like about that, or what I liked about that for me, was that uh, it's eight minutes. Mm -hmm. It's eight minutes of cardiovascular endurance that I'm doing, right? To make sure I've got enough gas tank to make sure that I can really fuel my workouts, get all the benefits of those studies that you're referring mm -hmm. to or that we're talking about right now, and then at the same time too, not spend so much time on the cardio now. Later on in my career, once I got into competing, I did hit post-workout. And I only did it for the last two or three like weeks. Like 12 minutes, right? Yeah, 12 minutes. 12 minutes, and it was and it's, and it it's was the the final weeks leading into a, a show. And it, it looked kind of like this, right? So, And every show is a little bit different, but I'll give you a generic. Uh, it was, I'd start off with three days a week 
after lifting 12 minutes of hit, normally the elliptical or an incline on the treadmill or sprints or ropes, anything, right? So, and I and I don't go by some uh, generic protocol of one minute on, 10 off type of deal. I go as hard as I can with a, a burst of about 15 to 30 seconds. And then I let my heart rate come down. Sometimes that would take 30 seconds. Sometimes it takes a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. I let it recover and then I do it again. And mm-hmm. I would do that for a, a block of 12 minutes. I did that three times a week. For the you know for the first week, then the next week I did it four times, the next week mm. five times, and then it would end on my final week of doing it every yeah. single day. Now, well, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I also like uh, really focusing a little bit more on work capacity. So if I'm if I'm doing farmer carries for an extended amount of yes. time and just doing loaded things slowly, and it's not something that I'm doing very rapidly, quickly, where I'm getting the heart rate scream initially, but that heart rate starts to go up like uh, substantially. But I'm still loaded. I'm still struggling and working through this. Uh, you know this this full body tense experience, which I, I feel has a, like a tremendous carryover going back into lifting. Weights. Totally, my favorite way to improve my cardiovascular fitness now is to do supersets, giant sets, uh, to have very short rest periods, high rep sets of big exercises like squats or uh, you know standing overhead presses and that kind of stuff. Maybe kettlebell swings. For most people, I'll say this: most people, the best form of exercise for your general cardiovascular health is walking, walking and hiking. And the main reason is because most people can at least walk with decent technique and form. Mm -hmm. Running uh, can be awesome for a lot of people. Unfortunately, most people just don't practice running and uh, it can cause a lot of problems, can cause a lot of injuries for people. But walking for most people is excellent. And if you walked Seriously, if you did like 15 minutes after uh, breakfast, lunch, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. that's 45 minutes of walking every day, and the average person would get all the health benefits they want yeah. from doing that. Remain as active as possible all day long. Next question is from Nathan Teal. Are there any negative effects when consuming too much protein in one sitting? Yeah, the shits. Yeah, mostly, most <laughs> yeah. of the negative <laughs> effects negative. you get are going to be digestive, for sure. Uh, eating too much protein in one sitting for a lot of people can cause some pretty bad uh, constipation. That's the biggest thing that I've noticed Mm -hmm. uh, with clients. Aside from that, you're going to absorb the protein that you eat. I know there's a myth out there that says you can only absorb 30 grams or 40 grams of protein at a sitting. This is a myth that's put out by supplement companies. I used to think that was true. I know, me too. I used to tell clients that. Oh, you know, after 40 grams, you're not going to absorb it. But that's a a myth uh, because, of course, supplement companies look at protein bars and shakes. How many grams of protein is typically in a serving? 30 to 40. Now, that that being said, though, uh, wouldn't you agree that overwhelming your digestive system in one sitting – could hinder how much of the absorption of the nutrients that you get, or don't you? Or well, like, you get I mean, like, gastro distress, right? That's what I'm so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, there's got to be some value or some truth to that, right? Like if you go and have 150 grams of protein in one sitting, imagine the size of the meal that that is that you're trying to digest, and if you're if you have problems with digesting that because of how massive of a meal and you're ingesting, like are you getting all the benefits? That's like a huge brick in your stomach. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're bloated, um, inflamed, you got some low, low level inflammation, or you get diarrhea, um, does that affect your ability to? Absorb things probably. Um, will it affect your hormones? Probably sleep. You know, um, I already said inflammation. So, really base it off of your digestion. Now, for me personally, okay, this is just me now. I have way more problems eating too many carbs at one sitting than I do protein. I can eat a ma- and I've done this before. I can eat a, a a massive steak that's 
100 grams of protein. And if I eat some vegetables with it, I'm totally fine. If I eat, you know, 70 grams of carbs at one sitting, sometimes just it just really bothers me. So it's really an individual thing as well. A lot of my female clients mm-hmm. did not do well eating a ton of protein at one sitting. Um, this happened quite a bit when I would talk to female clients about increasing the protein intake. What, what some of them would do is they would get behind the eight ball. So they'd eat breakfast. They'd eat lunch and be like, oh, crap, I'm, I need to eat you right. know, 70 more grams of protein to hit my target. Then they'd have this huge protein meal, and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I was- I, just destroy their stomach. Yeah, I didn't feel good. I couldn't sleep. What was the deal? And so I said, okay, let's cut that down and see kind of what your limit is. Um, and for from in my experience, it's for most clients, it can be pretty wide range. I've had clients who more than 25 grams bothers their gut. Um, yeah. mo- I've had people who can eat like I do, you know, 100 grams at a sitting, it's not a problem. Well, and I think too, it's a, there, there's a training element to that as well. I remember talking to Christina Rice about how much protein that she was intaking going through the carnivore diet, and it just blew my hair off. I yeah. couldn't believe it. But, yeah. uh, you know, she had gone through and like had all these, uh, you know, autoimmune issues and things she's struggling through. So this is something that really, you know, was helping her out. But I, I was just like amazed that how how much protein that she could eat and, she, and she's tiny yeah I, re- I really think it just depends on how much it affects you like and and i and i have seen this right even if i have a client because a lot of times too sal like you have to be pretty aware to know if you have digestive issues people just think it's normal to have like a you know a little food belly afterwards or mm. and and sometimes it's a sign of something going on right or you have some issues but a lot of times people just or they have the shits afterwards and they just think that's normal mm. to feel that way so you have to you have to first become aware of that, right? Like how does how do I feel after I do this? Um, what I would notice with clients that would would cram all the protein in is uh, their lack of motivation to want to go do something afterwards. You know, after you like have a massive meal, lethargic. Yeah, you feel mm-hmm. lethargic and tired and lazy. Um, and even though their body maybe digest it all and they can get their they hit their protein intake, but it now affects their movement and what they do afterward. If it's hindering that, then I would adjust what they're doing and say, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I, I know you get behind protein all the time and we're hitting this 80-gram meal right here, but we'd be far better off if we cut that in half and get it in. Now, when you were competing and you were eating you know, 220, 30, or 40 grams of protein a day, which I'm sure you were hitting at yeah. times, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were your increments? Did you find a number that worked well for you? I sure did. Yeah, right around but it, no more than 70. Uh, bet- between 40 and 70 was like my sweet spot. So more than 70, you need to feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's also why I used to break the meals up. And, and and I don't know if it was a calorie and a carb thing that went with that too, if it was so much the protein thing, right? So I'm, I'm saying what my, my grams of protein was, but it was also my carbs. I never took in more than – I could, back when I was competing and I was uh, – my body was adapted to taking in that. I was taking 600 grams of carbs in, right? So I could get 100 grams in a meal and be okay. Today, I couldn't. Mm. Today, if I eat over 60, 70 grams of carbs like you, I feel completely bloated and lethargic afterwards from it because now I've gone the other direction. After doing keto and us kind of adjusting my macros, I haven't been uh, that high of a carb eater since I competed. So – um, but I did notice a major difference in how I felt and how I performed by breaking up the small meals. So my body just, when you're eating uh, that many calories, that much protein that I was eating and carbs for that matter, um, it, it was a lot easier to take in these 600, 800 calorie meals than to take in, you know, four of them that were, you know, 1500 calories. That sure. just was mm-hmm. daunting. Maybe one meal here and there, it would be okay. But to try and do four big 1500, I would just, I would feel like a terrible That'd all day crazy. long. Yeah. Next question is from Renee Flo. Are the mind pump wives equally as interested in fitness and health? 
Is it a shared hobby or do you balance each other with opposite interests? Yeah, well, my wife uh, worked in the fitness industry. Um, she she loves it. She's a, a, Now, she's not currently working, but she was an online coach. And before that, she was a personal trainer, um, worked out consistently. Nutrition is an important thing. So for her, yeah, she's pretty pretty damn interested in fitness and health it's something we both share uh now my now i was married before uh to somebody who was not interested in it at all and to be quite honest um i i prefer being i prefer having a partner that is really into uh the same things that i am because mm-hmm. it makes it easier we both respect each other's workouts we both uh, eat in a way that you know values our health um, so it makes things a lot easier. But there, yeah. Oh, I definitely are, think. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to ask Sal more about that. Like, are, are there specific things that you that are different? Like that you recognize? Like, oh wow! Like I didn't realize how much I appreciate that now. Well, like, working out with Jessica's awesome. Uh, you know, because the music. Yeah, because the music. She hates it when you guys breathe. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she gets so annoyed. She, she gets could so, be playing Slayer from now on. You know, text you guys. Just, I'm just, trying to help you out, dude. Yeah, so you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no. The work. The workouts are great. Um, nutrition is great. You know, we're both. On, on similar wavelengths uh, with that. Um, the stuff that we're interested in, the articles, the things that we like to talk about, new exercises, how things feel, workout programming. Like, it's cool to share that, you know? Um, but So she's super into it. Um, I don't know if she's as... I mean, I, I tend to get a little fanatical sometimes about it. Although, I will say this. She's probably more on the wellness side uh, than, and I'm more on the like workout side, I would say. Um, it, so we balance each other out a little bit there, but it's not too extreme. We're pretty similar. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a lot easier when you have similar interests. I mean, that's just, uh, I just can't imagine having to, you know, motivate constantly somebody who's not even into what you're into to be into that. And uh, we met in the gym. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where we started. Our, our whole relationship was, uh, based around, you know, her being in there trying to improve herself. Uh, so we definitely share that in common. However, like I just loved her personality about, you know, giving shit right back to me as far as uh, me trying to kind of come in and tell her exactly what to do and all these things. And then she would challenge my ideas in a funny way uh, that would throw me off. And so it was like, we still have that dynamic. Like she's really passionate about, um, you know, making sure like her health is on point and, and, you know, very much is a priority. Uh, but also if I, um, you know, I, I put some stuff together or whatnot, you know, we still have this like kind of joking relationship about that. Like, Oh, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Or like, yeah, I'll totally do that. And like, so it's just, it's just kind of fun, uh, uh, you know, kind of dynamic that we have around fitness. I've had, um, I've had both, right. I've had, um, relationships where, uh, the, the partner is absolutely not into fitness whatsoever. And then I've had like the other extreme where, you know, before I ever competed, I, I dated a competitor. Right. So I know what it was like to be with like a, someone who was fanatical about it. And I would say Katrina probably lands somewhere in the middle. Um, she's definitely not fanatical, uh, about training, but she's also very serious about it. Like she's very consistent. I mean, most all of our relationship, um, she's maintained about 12% body fat. And so for that, for a female is, is pretty crazy is to, to keep that for as long as she had, obviously not when she was pregnant. Um, and she's been very, very consistent with her training. When we met, uh, she, I met her also inside the gym. That was the first time I'd seen her was working out in the gym and she was a, a collegiate level athlete. So she, she came from like the sports athletic background and she trained that way. So she lifted like, an athlete that was, you know, before CrossFit was really popular, the very CrossFit-y type of a routine where she was like circuit training everything. 
And when we first dated, I had already learned from previous relationships that I am typically the fanatical one out of the the two and to not be that guy and to just kind of let her do her own thing. And um, I really didn't start uh, like coaching uh, Katrina on her nutrition and her and her training until like five, six years in. It wasn't until she came to me. She And it was after she started to see me really start to manipulate my body composition. And she was like so blown away by how much I could change my physique over the course of just like a couple months. And that was when she finally like perked up and was like, uh, I'm, I think I'm ready to listen to what you have to say about mm-hmm. uh, nutrition and exercise. And then I completely changed uh, the way she lives. And she's also the only uh, partner I've ever had where I, I actually do enjoy training with her. Um, she's, she's since day one, she's always like respected that as my, like my special time that I, my, my, my time that, that I like to do my thing. And so we can go to the gym together and, and enjoy the workout space, but also not communicate. So it's like, and it's okay. It's not like this, you can't talk to me, but it's like, she knows that I I'm into my working mm-hmm. and then I also am there if she needs something. Right. So there's times that she'll come walking over and, Hey, I had a question on this and I can answer it and I'll go back. But and every, very rarely, but every once in a while, we'll actually lift together, but that's rare. Like we normally don't lift together. And what I love about her balance with nutrition, she likes food. She loves food just like I do. Um, and she actually like, she prefers drink over anything else. So she's like, she loves like her, her, her alcohol beverages. So that's kind of like her thing that if she wants to, t- she'd rather do that. I'd rather dip into ice cream, um, but we balance each other. So if, you know, one of us has been, not eating the greatest. Uh, normally, the other one is is more dialed in. And when we come to the dinner time, and somebody is like, "Oh, I really feel like a burger," it's rare that we both align and are in the same place. We we both have to feel good about our training and our consistency of our diet to go. Oh, okay, let's go ahead and order some Five Guys, or oh, let's go ahead and have some drinks tonight. And so, having another partner that holds you accountable for me that was something that. Um, I think is was so important to or for me in my relationship because I know that I've been in ones where the partner doesn't do those things and I'm I'm easily persuaded as yeah. much as I'm a fanatic about fitness you know if you're bringing home candy and ice cream and you're and you're cooking and you're baking and you're doing those things in my house all the time like shit I'm human I will mm-hmm. I will eventually start diving into that and if you you're never motivated to get up and work out because we're tired and we're lazy and you're never, and it's always got to be me to motivate. Yeah. I, I give in, you know, eventually I lose. And oh, I, 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 dude, it, it's so great that, that Courtney has this, uh, you know, like health conscious attitude towards cooking and she's a phenomenal cook, but you know, beforehand she really loved baking and we'd get, we'd get in these cycles of like having cookies and like all these like amazing, like bake treats and things. And then we're just like, we can't keep doing this, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so yeah. we finally came to conclude like what works best for us as a family and we're very active and everything, but, uh, it, it's been great to see her evolve, you know, in terms of like what the interests yeah. are, which benefits the entire family's result. It's very rare that you see a, it work out like with maybe Sal and his ex. Well, obviously it didn't work out, but you know, with people like that, (laughs) with people like that, it's rare though, right? It's rare that you find somebody who is very fanatical about fitness and the person that is the opposite because it is such a lifelong journey and it takes so much discipline and commitment to lots of behaviors that that encompass well it's more than that too because it's okay so one of the this obviously the side effect of being consistent with fitness and nutrition is you look good right you have a nice body and you're fit but that's not the main reason why at least for me i appreciate 
being with a partner that is into it. That's nice. It's a great side effect. Don't get me wrong. I like that. But the main thing that I like is when you have a healthy relationship with exercise and nutrition, you are a personal growth, a personal growth minded individual. You like uh, improving yourself. That's really what fitness really is all about. If you have a healthy relationship to it, it's constant personal growth. It's constant improvement. It's constant examining yourself. It's being humble. Do I need to work on mobility? Do I need to get stronger? It's looking at your diet in a way that says, is this making me feel the best? And am I really feeding myself in a way that shows that I take care of myself? And so when you, when you're partnered with someone who, who values that a lot from a healthy standpoint, of course, there's the unhealthy fanaticism, right? If you're dating the the super fanatical bikini competitor or whatever. That's totally different. I'm talking about a healthy relationship. When someone has a healthy relationship to those things, they they value that in the rest of their lives. They're just into being better people. And so this is the thing that I love the most. So, mm-hmm. you know, I told I tell this to Jessica all the time. I said, look, we're gonna some we're gonna get old one day. We're gonna all get old together. We're not gonna look like we do now. But the thing that I love the most, the thing that turns me on the most about you, the thing that fi- I find the most attractive about you is that you're always trying to improve and be a better person. And fitness and nutrition is a big part of that. That's all it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a big, big part of that. Yeah. All right. The next question is from a live caller. So let's take this call. So full name, where are you from? So my name's Daniel Lane. Uh, I live in the UK in a little town called Berkhamstead. Awesome. How long have you been listening to the show, by the way? Uh, it's probably coming up to about two years now, I think. Uh, the fir- our first time I heard of you guys was through Ben Greenfield's podcast. Oh, very, um, very cool. About two years ago, and then I switched to you guys, and I've been with you ever since. Excellent. So, okay, so you're uh, a trainer out there? Or you work in the fitness space out in the UK? Yeah, I'm a personal trainer, yeah. How long yeah. have you been doing it for? Again, probably about two years now I started. I'm quite late to the game. I'm 35 now, so I was quite late to it, but I guess it was my calling, I think. Oh, beautiful. Never too late. All right, so what's what's your question? How can we help you? So the question was, up until now, I've kind of just, every session I do, I sort of plan it individually or whatever, but I'm, I'm kind of, I want to set a standard of what I test my client, new clients with, like a, a standard testing and assessment plan for every session, the first session in particular. I was wondering what you guys would recommend and suggest for that first session, what to test, what to assess, and, and to go from there. That's a, that's a really good question, and it's an important one uh, for trainers. There's two things uh, before we answer that question that I think we need to address. What is the purpose of an assessment in the initial session, you know, that first session? So what's the purpose yeah. um, and what's its value? And then also we have to realize what it isn't. Um, so I'll start with what it isn't. Um, an assessment is not going to give you all the answers that are going to last you for months and months and months with your client because their bodies are going to change as you continue to train them. Um, so it's not, yeah. so what, what I think a lot of trainers make a mistake when they do an assessment is they do this like super ultra comprehensive physical assessment. That's extremely detailed. I mean, you could throw that all out once you start training them after about a month because things start to yeah, change. You want to look at it more like a conversation that you're having. You're gathering information about this individual, what they really want. Cause a lot of times people come in they don't actually know uh, what they're trying to do specifically other than like some general uh, health goals and to, to be able to like fine tune that and see maybe where there's some dysfunction, maybe, you know, where you can kind of peer in and give them like a, a real detailed plan uh, just by gathering some basics. I think that's a good start. Yeah. Now a couple, these are, this is yeah. just, now these are general and, and I, 
find generally valuable. Um, posture is a great way to kind of give you some clues as to what muscles may be weak, uh, what muscles need to be worked on. Um, a squat assessment. Visual assessment of that, of the posture or? Yeah. So you have them stand, relax. So tell them, say, stand up straight and just relax. And then walk around mm -hmm. them and look for things like forward shoulder, elevated shoulders, forward head, um, you know, yeah. the, their, their pelvic tilt. And then that will point you in the direction of maybe some other exercises that you may want to look at. For example, let's say they have forward shoulder. Then I may say, okay, it looks like you may have a weakness in your upper mid back. Let me have you try this cable row. Let's take a look uh, at those muscles. Um, another one would be like an over, uh, uh, would be a squat assessment, so I can see how the lumbar, pelvic, hip area is, is moving. Um, and then there's yeah. there's general exercise assessments, like an overhead press, allows you to see a few different things. Now, do you have Maps Prime by any chance? Uh, I don't at the moment. I've been waiting for you. I was going to buy it on your uh, your deal with a hundred dollars deal with Prime Prime Pro and anywhere, but uh, I couldn't get it on. Uh, PayPal credit. That's all right. Quite hit the hundred. That's all right. We're going to give mark. it to you. We're going to give it to you anyways. Yeah. So we'll give that to you for free because um, in Prime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in Prime, there's a compass test. Uh, I love the compass test for an assessment. It show now. Here's the important thing, though. I want to I want to communicate this to you as a trainer. Okay. The assessment yeah. is as much for the client as it is for you. So when you see something. You make sure you explain it to the client and also explain to them why this particular posture deviation or imbalance may be causing them problems or pain. And then make sure you show them that you know how to work around it or work with it. So you could say, hey, you have forward shoulder. That might cause tightness in your neck. Let me show you an exercise that can work on that area because it's really important that you show the person value so that they hire you and work with you because the reality is you'll be assessing them throughout their whole time to train with and you. And you, you need to know, too, that what Sal's saying right now, because, I mean, at least in my first two years, that would sound uh, a little scary and daunting to be able to do that. That's what Prime was all about, right? So we took the, the three of us, all of our experience, what we thought were some of the best moves to assess somebody. It's really a tool for trainers. I mean, it helps the average person who wants to learn themselves. But we really designed it with the trainer in mind. Like, what would we, how would we build the first assessment? What would it look like? So I think Prime and Prime Pro have to be the two most valuable things that you can own as a, as a personal trainer uh, for this reason. Yeah. And, and so make sure you go through it. Justin did actually a free webinar too. So if you haven't taken that and gone through that, that's extremely valuable. It complements uh, the program and that's at what maps prime maps prime webinar.com yeah yeah so go watch that that's very valuable information uh, that's what the assessment I'm gonna add something too that the guys didn't talk about that I think you'll care about uh, a lot which is don't forget yeah. too this is an opportunity for you to lay out what their program's gonna look like for uh, being able to set them up for a resign too so this was a something that I a lot of trainers made as mistakes I feel when when I was coaching uh, and leading trainers was uh, we're you know we're all so heavily focused on helping people and 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 getting better at our craft and and furthering our education and talking about anatomy and understanding nutrition and that stuff is all extremely important. But at the end of the day, this is also a business for you too. And this time when you yeah. as assess somebody is also your opportunity to start to lay out the plan for them. So as I'm taking them through this assessment. And we're looking at all these different areas of dysfunction or talking about their goals. 
I'm also telling them what we're going to be doing over the next two months, three months, six months, depending on how long I think they're going to need to be with me. And you know, the first few times you do that, it might feel kind of uncomfortable because it's the first time you're really presenting this way. But the more people you see, the more comfortable you get with being able to look at somebody and go, okay, her goal is this. These are the issues that I got to work on. That should take me five to six months to implement that and to create good behaviors around it, teach her the exercise you need. And you start to let them know a, like a forecast of what to expect. You know, first month, we're going to address all these imbalances. We're also going to work on a little bit of foundational strength and core strength and your posture. You know, month two, I'm going to transition you into a little bit more fat loss. Or then month three, we're going to work on nutrition. And by the way, this is all uh, just me being very vague and giving you an example. But that assessment time is a yeah. great opportunity for you also to lay out the plans that you want to do with that client. This sets you up for the re-sign, right? So most people that sign up with you session one, they probably bought a handful of sessions to try you out, and then they start and you do this full assessment. Don't forget, too, to set yourself up business-wise by presenting to them what you plan to be doing with them over the next course of whether it be weeks, months, or even years for some people. Yeah, yeah. So, Daniel, you, so I, I think I'm going to send you Prime Pro also for free because uh, that's got a lot of correctional exercises in there that I think you'll find a lot of value in. And uh, you've been training people now for two years. Are you full-time? How are you liking it? Uh, so, yeah, it's about two years now. It is my full-time job. I also do a bit of elderly caring on the side, but it's my primary job. I love it. Uh, especially when you get a client that listens to what you say and they get results, then it's, it's, it's like, it's not, you're not at work. It's not even work. It's just great. You get the old challenging client. They really are, you know, you sometimes think my God, but I'm loving it. It's uh, I wish I'd done it years ago. I kind of thought my way out of it 10 years ago thinking, ah, oh, you don't see many trainers older than sort of 30, but that's ridiculous because there's so many routes that you can go once you've, you know, established yourself and with nutrition and things like that. So I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. Hell yeah. I mean, we have, you a, got, go ahead. I've got a lot of information from you guys and uh, yeah. Thank you. We, we have uh, so much respect for trainers. You guys are on the front lines. You're the ones that are really making the long lasting changes. Uh, so we really appreciate, you know, what you do out there. How's the fitness culture out in the UK? Is it uh, I, you know, from what I've heard, it's pretty big. It's the, the gyms are getting pretty popular and personal training is a pretty big career out there. It's the same, I assume, as in the US. You know, Instagram has made it very popular. I remember when I was 25, no, I didn't know anyone that went to the gym or, you know, 18 to 25, I didn't know anyone here that went to the gym. Now everyone goes. Um, and, I, you know, yeah, it's become huge. Huge. Just the same as the U.S. Really. Right. Exciting Great. time to be in the space. Awesome. So, Daniel, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I appreciate you asking us the question. Thanks for listening to us. What I'm going to do um, is I'm going to DM you on Instagram, and I'm going to get you. No, Doug said he's already got it. Oh, Doug already hooked you up. So check your wow. Check just like your, that. Check your uh, library. It'll already be in there. You got Maps Prime and Prime Pro already set up. Well, thank you guys. I really, I really appreciate that. Um, it's very kind of you, and I, uh, yeah, thank you for all you do. It's been a great show to follow. I love it. Awesome, e excellent. All right, all right man, take it easy. Man. You have a good one. Right. Thanks, guys. And with that, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio. Come check us out on YouTube, Mind Pump Podcast. 
You can also find us on social media. Instagram is our favorite place to go. Find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Doug at Mind Pump Doug. Until we meet again. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.